I've always felt different. I've always seen things. But when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me. And he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. Can you give me the courage to live more from my soul? Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Michet. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. <clears throat> Understand what living awake is. Hello, Radiant Lights. How's everyone doing? So great to connect with all of you, as always. Um, if you're new to the channel, the program, uh, I'm Michelle. And I'm your host. And welcome the co-hosts in the chat room, my co-hosts, co-pilots, grounding the energy. So appreciate you all so much. Um, I'm getting my decaf almond coconut milk latte right now. So, uh, you know, I'd love to share my routine. I did my um, spirulina and all kinds of good stuff. Um, green, super greens smoothie, and now I'm having this. So, um, and I'm going to post on my Instagram. I've got the the most killer little setup now. Finally, I don't know why I didn't do it sooner. I had I got a, a little uh, electric frother that plugs in, and this Corsi Kasori um, electric gooseneck kettle. To heat my water, so let's see if my coffee. Let's see if it. it but you know, I got to try it with my chai also. I haven't. I haven't made a chai in it, um, latte yet. But let me just see how it is. Let me just tell you all. And I'm going to post it on Instagram so you can see the beautiful froth. You know, I love my froth. You got to have a good froth with a latte. Oh, so nice, so nice. Yes, so welcome everyone in the chat room. Let me know how the sound is. Um, if you want to listen by phone, that's great. And if you want to call in, press 1 on the keypad, and the number to call in is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad. Uh, yes, Cammy, it's fun. It's the little thing. Let me tell you, it's just this morning when I woke up, I was kind of excited. I was like, oh, my God, I get to try out my new frother. I've already been trying out the little tea kettle. And, of course, I cannot have, like, just a regular kind of ugly standard tea kettle. This one is very, very cute, all black, digital, and um, matches the appliances in the kitchen. And it will go with any decor and design. <laughs> All right, everyone. Okay, again, call in uh, number 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. White calla lily, not much of a call. Yeah, well, I do decaf. Um, I'm a big tea drinker. I drink lots and lots of tea. I drink tea throughout the day. Like, I'll switch to tea because it's lighter. Coffee's a little heavier vibrationally, so I have to be in the mood for that, but... um. And then I do nighttime tea, nighty-night tea. Those of you that are on Patreon with me, our little Patreon village, Soul Path community, 
I did a whole video on my teas. Um, yeah, and, and some of the crystals that I use. Um, and teas have amazing properties in them. They're just, I think some of you I've talked to you about this ancient treasures uh, tea, which I need to get some more of, reminds me of that. Uh, let's see, white calla lily, although I do love Starbucks. Oh, okay. All right. So people starting to get in the chat. Good to see everyone, as always. Now, the chat really grounds the energy. Also, some great, great insights in the chat. Intuitive hits. It's nice to get that. So today we have with us Daniel Fiverson. I'm very excited um, to have him on the program, and we're going to be diving into astrology. So text, tweet. Facebook, Instagram, your anybody that would be interested. Um, we're going to be diving in. Um, I did a podcast yesterday. I was interviewed, and uh, actually, it was an amazing conversation um, with the Wheel Undressed. It's coming out in March for uh, Women's Month, and uh, we just had this amazing, you know, amazing rapport. Um, so, shout out to Deborah Kagan. Um, yeah, we got we did a little bit of astrology, and I actually opened up more about my, my gifts and how my channeling started. I didn't realize that I was, um, oh, happy for Danielle again. Yay, Lynn. Yeah, part two. Yeah, it's just so amazing that I did all this study, went back to school, all this training, and I always had this, you know, my gift of my trance and conscious channel and being a psychic and predictions. And I just, I guess because I, it was me, I, I, you know, I didn't give it much, um, like, ooh, you know, I had people that wanted me to write books and on it and how, you know, I think now I will do that, but um, I don't know, I don't know, I was just caught up in other parts of life, I guess, but it was a wonderful conversation with her, and she really validated me for kind of coming out, more coming more out of the closet with my, um, Yes, as we all are in this new paradigm, in this Aquarian age, our quirks, it's to live out more fully um, and, and less identification with ego programming or societal programming or what fits in or what works. Um, what does he say? Let's see. Happy for Dan. Yes, book, please. Who's that? Oh, book, please, White Kelly. Yes. I realize some stories that I have, I mean, <laughs> because they came up in the um, interview dialogue. And um, one I'll just share with you because it actually, I hadn't thought about it in a long time and it's pretty funny. But, um, and I don't even remember the person, I remember the face. Um, it was in Chicago. And, um, I did a lot of great work there and also London. But, you know, people used to tell – and New York. People used to tell me, oh, you have to be in the mountains or I can't stand, you know, to, to, to meditate. I can't be. But some of my biggest growth and most um, connected to spirit, God, the all that is, you know, um, studying, you know, of um, Siddha Yoga and just being really – doing a lot of charity work and um, – Within the, some of the larger cities, so I don't know. It, it just you know you find where you're meant to be. But I remember, um, and actually after the after this session, that's it was one of the times where 
the world started dematerializing, which was pretty amazing. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask guys. Let's have some more of those experiences again. Those were pretty fun experiences. So one of my clients at the time, um, her brother's partner had died and um, crossed over, and there was a lot of psychic phenomenon going on in their house. Um, cupboards at night were banging. You know, he had been a little bit, he'd been ill, and then he died quite suddenly, and they were very, very close, very in love. And my, I remember at the time, my client, um, she said, you know, he's a really high-powered you know, well-known attorney, and he's just usually not into this stuff, thinks I'm crazy and doesn't want to hear about it. But cupboards are opening and shutting at night, and there's this red light above the bed, this red kind of pulsating light continually above his bed. And I'm like, ooh, okay, he's trying to – his his partner from the other side is trying to get him to lighten it up and just see, hey, I'm still here with you and I love you. So um, I agreed um, to go there, and I said it's probably best um, for those kinds of things. It's really good to go to the house, although I do it, I can do it remotely or somebody. Back then, I did work in person. I had an in-person office, healing office. Um, so anyway, I went there, and the guy was very skeptical. I mean, in fact, there was um, I think his mother or aunt was there too. And she wanted to be there, and which I said no, because she she had such heavy, dense energy. God love her. Nothing, you know. I, I it's just, you know, you when you're doing especially mediumship work where you're allowing another energy entity to come through you, it takes a lot of energy from their side because they have to reconfigure. You know, they're not sitting up there like like we think in the movies, like a ghost. They're assumed into the all that is. They they don't have a body. <laughs> They don't even have a, um, depending on what level they're at, how far they've extended out, they don't usually have a, you know, they're all light. They don't have a, even a light body. So they have to kind of reconfigure the holographic image that they are to be able to, so they have to step down vibrationally and I have to step up vibrationally. And, um oh, you do like Catalina, you remember it. I told, yeah, so. I um, So I get there, and I'm tuning in, and sure enough, the, it, I can see what's going on, and I can feel the guy's presence. And um, and at the time, I actually stood on top of the bed because the light started coming through, and I could feel his presence. And I'll never forget, I j- jumped on the bed, and I stood there, and I had my hands like in the Reiki position and just was transfixed. I couldn't move. The guy was coming through me so strongly. And then I started giving all these messages, and I remember one was about a ring, um, something about where they went to get engaged, and just all this personal information, and so that he would know that it was really him. And then um, we had some, you know, he had some messages to give him, and he definitely confirmed he was trying to get his attention because he knew, of course, they're on the other side; they know, they see and know everything. Um, he knew that his sister was working with me and um she took come to me for a few psychic sessions and mediumship and then she she did some personal you know interpersonal inner work with me but what was so funny was after we had this amazing session and he hugged me and he was crying we were all crying we just felt so much love and then he looked at me and he says if you ever 
say that I believe in this crap, I will discredit you. I, you cannot tell anyone. You have to promise me. He goes, I believe you, and you're talented, and I know that was him. You said things that there's no way you could know that my sister didn't even know. And I, I feel this is so special, but I can't let anybody know that I believe in this or I had this experience. So it was so, so funny. I mean, and I was like, okay, whatever. I'm like, it's all confidential. I go, all, all sessions are confidential. I go, I'm not telling anybody, you know, um, you know, anything. And, um, and if, you know, like sharing this, nobody will know who it is. And, uh, and then I'll never forget after that, um, coming home, I walked a lot. I think I took a cab part way, And then, um, no, I walked all the way from downtown. It was quite a lot. I used to walk quite a five, six miles. It was just like nothing because there's so much to see um, along. I can't remember the Michigan Avenue. The big um, sidewalk got unsolid. Everything was unsolid. And I went along this Oak Street. If anybody knows Chicago, beautiful street with beautiful um, boutiques. And Neiman Marcus was there, and I was looking at shoes, and they weren't solid. And I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, my God, we pay all this money for stuff like this, and it's not even solid. It's not even real. That lasted for um, a few hours, but for the, for the next few days to about maybe a week, I had that a little bit intermittently where things were just not as solid. That's the best way that I could put it. I could literally see how things, everything is slower moving. Like the more solid something appears to be, it's just slower moving particles um, that are quite colorful, by the way. It really looked like fractals in a way. Um, But back then I didn't even know really, I hadn't studied about fractals and that, so I didn't really know anything about sacred geometry. But now recalling that, um, but what a trip, everything, people, everything, was just less solid and items became very, you know, not so solid. So anyway, I shared that on the podcast the other day and, or yesterday. And um, I was thinking, gosh, we, this, this world is really very magical. And I do see that in the, you know, what we're co-creating this new paradigm that these kinds of things will be, um, more commonplace or easily understood how to get into that vibrational frequency without drugs because that's Aquarius. I mean, at some point there'll probably be an uprising of drugs and then, and there are plant medicines, psilocybin, what's, what are the other things people are doing? I don't know. Ayahuasca. Yeah, there's going to be all that, but eventually we're going to move in a space where we just do all of this ourselves in consciousness. And so even devices in the Aquarian age, you're going to see a lot more devices or medical devices or, or brainwave, uh, like heart math, you know, brainwave desi- devices, brain, more in brainwave science, not just brain science, but brain chemistry, brainwave. So I feel like there is going to be this very um, up-leveling in a way scientifically to help us update our inner software and outer software of our body, Right. However, just like social media and computer and networking systems, it's to show us and remind us that that is us. We are interconnected. We are the network. We are connected and interconnected through the the subtle energy, through these waves of light, if you will, particulate, even beyond particles, waves. And 
separated out only vibrationally by a complex of vibrational frequencies, right? Because every different parts of our body has different vibrational frequencies. So it's not just one vibration. We're not just one note. We're a complex of notes. Like that's why overtone chanting works so much vibrationally to do deep healing. All chanting does, but especially overtone chanting because it's notes within notes, right? So you're going to see a lot more of this in the new paradigm where there is an awakening to the less solid or stuck of things, especially as we're in more of the, the, the mental realm with, the, you know, mental signs. Um, you know, even our retrogrades are all in the, the air signs. Um, and, of course, Aquarius is air. Um, you know, North Node and Gemini, that's air. Um, so there is this kind of pull to, again, and then how do we integrate it within the body? In a sense, it's, a, it's integrating the Atlantean aspect of our being, the Atlantean consciousness to the Lemurian. So we're not stuck in the heady, in the intellectual, but we're also not stuck in the sexual sensual, in the body, in the, in the sensory realm, in the connecting through a body as a, as a body vehicle, as a, as a, through the senses. But we're not negating that either. Um, by focusing only on the ethereal. So there is this amazing interplay that is, I feel, really starting to happen, and I'm sure Daniel will talk about it when he comes on, because it, it's also reflected in the astrology, um, this re-blending and kind of remembering, this rekindling, so that we're living from a different perspective. We're living more from the soul perspective. So again, and you've heard me mention this, and we're going to get to callers, um, 347-539-5122. That's one on your keypad. Um, you're going to, many of you may feel less solid or less attached to things that anchor you in a different way. You might feel tippy-toe, like up in the air a bit. You might feel like you're kind of up in the air with things or what you're doing in your life or how you're living or how you identify through your life. And part of that is, especially with Uranus and Taurus, the Taurus being the physical, the earth plane and also our body, um, it's breaking that up. The Uranus is coming in and like, it's, it's like a, transplanting a plant and you shake it a little bit to get some of the dirt off or some of the roots that aren't, um, as life enhancing, you know, maybe they're even dead roots, right? They're, they're, or branches or, or twigs or whatever, little rocks or pebbles that are mixed in. So that's happening to many people right now, especially if you're like in the first rung, first few rungs being the bridgers to the new paradigm, that you're bridging the old and the new through what you're doing and your beliefs and how you work in, in lifestyle. You're, you're bridging. And so the thing to do, walking, movement, anything that nurtures and connects you to the body, but also extends or expands your awareness, even through the body. So meditation, but also walks, aromatherapy, working with sound. Sound is very powerful always, but especially right now, because it really goes through that mind barrier you know, where we might reject certain ideas. So working with tones, frequency, light, sound, 
um, working with the sensory, you know, um, incense, candles, things that are positive triggers bringing you into alignment and anchoring you. What you want to make sure at this point that you're not anchoring to is the new, <laughs> is the beta consciousness, is the race consciousness, is what's happening in the human, the, the main. Um, you can touch into that, but if you feel yourself kind of melting back into it, that's when you need to do something to shift, okay, to support your body-mind system in the expansion that it is wanting to go through and is going through. It's wanting to do this. And so, you know, it's us. It's not just somebody else's body or mind. It's ours. So we need to consciously support ourselves, really. All righty, everyone. Let's get to callers right now. And that number, again, is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad. Oh, my God. White Kelly Lily, one of my faves. Nog Champa, one of my faves. Um and I also like the Champa incense that I had, uh, Golden Champa, I think, from Siddha Yoga. But, boy, the Nag Champa just gets me so many years of meditation and uh, visiting ashrams and doing these intensive 8, 10, 12-hour intensive straight of meditation, and um, especially in India and in the meditation cave, one of them that I uh, went to. It just, boom, and all the chanting, because everybody, they always had Champa. They always had Champa. Um, you know, in the early days of the call and response during kirtan or, you know, chanting through a satsang. So, yeah, I hear you. Um, oh, my God, Crystal Bowles, Brittany, you buy it by the case. I love it. <laughs> I'm telling you, stick with the chat, everybody. They're, they've got some great input. Yeah, those things work. There's There's a reason why. Ancient civilizations, ancient traditions, indigenous people, you know, wisdom teachings, we, we, it, we're meant to use the sensory to tune in. Another thing that you can do to align, too, is just even shifting in your chair or if you're standing, just slightly shift back and forth, left to right, forward and backward. Just shift on your feet. Just, just find that momentum or circular motions. Figure eights or sitting, standing. Sometimes I'll do it a lot of times sitting and I'll just shift and do circular motions at the hip. And then when the body wants to, it'll just tell you, okay, I'm kind of done now. And then you tune in. So we really do have a natural tuning, a tuning fork within our body, you know, a dousing rod, a pendulum, but also this attuning, tuning and attuning. Um, fork ability to realign or attune ourselves. Because if you attune yourself energetically, then you're going to feel attuned mentally and also physically within the body. All right, let's get to our first caller here. Hello, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi. Hello. Hi, who's this? Hi. My Hi. name is Keisha. Hi, Keisha. Yeah, I call, I've been calling in a lot recently, but. <laughs> I know. Guy, what's going on? Tell it. What's happening now? <laughs> so um, I am trying to move, and I okay. filled out for the apartment last week, Friday, and okay. I am still waiting to hear something back. 
So I just kind of want to know, like, is this the apartment for me, um, or will I have to continue searching? Am well, I you're also wait doing all this in a retro. <laughs> White Keller Lily saying, hi, Keisha, welcome back. Yeah. Okay, let's see. <laughs> well, I definitely do see a move. Now, it's one of these, okay, you are hearing that. Um, it's one of these, like, more in a high rise. Has multiple. It's, it's, well, more, more like I don't know, three, four. There, there's more than one apartment. It's like yeah. multiple floors. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because that's where I see you moving. I feel like there's multiple floors. Um, you mean like within the apartment that the the space that I'm going to live in and has multiple floors, or it's it's an apartment? No, building? it's an apartment building, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A, lar- a larger apartment building, right? Sorry, yeah. my alarm went off. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so it does show, I don't know, I can't tell if it's this one, but it does show you hearing back from someplace, and it does show the application approved. So, I and I do okay. see a move. There's elevators, right? There's elevators. It's not stairs. There's elevators. No. So it's a different oh. one. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that one's a different one? Okay, yeah. one of them you're for sure hearing back from. Um, but I do see you moving because I do see somebody helping you. Oh, okay. I do see some Wouldn't friends helping you. Yeah. So you're definitely going to about, be going to be. I honestly, you're just gonna have to have patience because I feel like there's some kind. First of all, one of the places I do feel somebody is out sick, um, or had a baby. There's some health thing. There's something or their baby was sick. So I feel like they're short staffed. Um, but I do see you moving, definitely. It shows you hearing back, and it does show a move. Okay. All right, Keisha. All right, take care. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Hello, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Uh, good afternoon. This is David. I'm in Palm Springs, California. Hey, welcome. All right. Thank you. My first time hearing your show. Kind of fun. Oh, cool. <clears throat> cool, cool. So, um, so what's your I, I was attracted. I saw that you were you were doing astrology today, and I actually have an astrology question that that I kind of need help with. Okay. Um, I have come to be pretty clear that my birth date is not accurate. I was never actually given a birth certificate by my parents. I have this weird statement of birth that's not legal. And the hospital that I was supposedly born in has no record of me. Um, And every astrology reading I've ever gotten based on the date I have has been completely wrong. And I've had psychics and astrologers tell me I was a failed Leo and I wasn't living my potential and uh, it's a wasted life and I'm filled with darkness. And that's not my experience. I'm actually, I've lived a big life and I'm very successful and and I live in, like, one of the most beautiful houses in California. So, anyway, my question is that I've kind of, through numerology, reconfigured my birthday, and I'm not a Leo, I'm a Cancer. And it turns out I'm probably mm-hmm. much better as a Cancer, much happier as a Cancer. Anyway, right. so my question is, did, did I know coming in to, that this was going to be all messed up or was this kind of put upon me? 
Okay, that's a really good question. <laughs> so let's look at it this way. The specifics exactly are never known. It's like um, if you've ever done uh, a really good example is like in movies or TV or film, you know, or even singers. You never know what individuals bring. You know genuinely where you're going or what the template is or the blueprint is on a soul level. And right. how it right, how it manifests or gets interpreted by the players skews a little to the left and a little to the right, you know, hits this note instead of that note. But it generally represents the, the actual blueprint or uh, soul design, energetic blueprint. Um, so what I do feel and see with you is what happens is if things aren't greatly de uh, defined, like I have that, not in, as far as me in my chart, but I have that in my life. There's always shades of gray. There's different colors, different hues, um, it, whether being multiracial, all the things that I've studied, you know, uh, you know, it's just everything is always like not black or white with me. It's just not. And um, so I feel like you have that kind of energy. Now, the one, the, a lot of times the reason that that happens on a soul level is so you don't over-identify with one thing or one system. It actually frees you up. It's actually more, we're going to be more that way in the new paradigm. There's going to be much more blending and merging of things, beliefs, and ideas, and not hard and fast. You're a this or you're a that. Um, a lot of hybrid, hybrid jobs, hybrid, you know, um, careers, a lot of blending and merging of doctrines. And so my sense is by what I see, because I do see a lot of overlapping in your life energetically. I feel like it's, it's not exact. And you might try to make it very black and white or, or want to have a certain identification with something um, or some way of being. And you're, that's not your soul. So probably what those astrologers should have told you you know, if we're going to do should have, could have, would have, but is that, yeah, there is a reason for this. But anytime there's a reason, there's always a life-enhancing reason because as all of nature, and, of course, spirit is part of nature, always chooses what's most life-enhancing. So it's actually not a deficit. People may not understand it, but it's not a deficit. So I would say for you, it's about you need to start looking at your life, perhaps, if you, you know, if this resonates for you, and see maybe where you're over-identifying. Are, are there areas where you're a little rigid or trying to be one way or the other or thinking you need to or should? And how can you open that up? In other words, human being but cosmic being. Because um, my sense is that's there within you anyway. It just needs to be brought out and perhaps more reinforced. So kind of long answer that, yes, it's in the energetic matrix, it's in the blueprint, but how it manifests or unfolds is not exact because it depends on small, nuanced decisions of many individuals and experiences, including your own, right? So it's like somebody driving somewhere, there's like maybe five or six routes, and it, it, you can do different, different routes, they still get you there. Right, so I hope that helps you. Right. No, I, it, it, it's. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh no, it's great to talk to you. Um, and I, I, I mean, kind of like, I mean, 
in a, in a sense, what you're really saying is it doesn't matter when I was born, I'm here now. And, you know, and that's, and that's fine. It's just that I think that one of the problems I've had connecting with people in a spiritual sense, in a spiritual community, let's say, I've connected with people on an individual level, but in a community, I've always been looked at as inauthentic. And it's always, and I've never understood it. And I think that this is because I had this definition that I was this 2911 Leo, and I was supposed to do all these amazing things, and that, and I've done things, but not that line up with that, with that template, so to speak. Right. And so, right. There's been just, this, okay, Dave, I'm going to just because we have a couple other people to get to. Here's yep. the thing I would share with you: is it doesn't. It's not that it doesn't matter when you were born. But the manifestation of it, um, it, depending on who's reading it, is going to be a bit different, and also how you're living it out. So if there's some kind of uncertainty, then you have more options in the uncertainty. Just like now what's going on with the world, there's a lot of options. Out of chaos or confusion comes creativity and some new order, something that's created, something new shape and form. So you actually have more options. But what I am hearing from you, this is why I said you're, you're getting the reflection, it sounds like, from the outside that is rigid and that is judgmental. So my perception would be you have to look within yourself to see where you're holding that position or idea about yourself and let that go. And then the outer reflection of that won't be there anymore. Okay? So – I would say find ways to celebrate that you have this nuanced um, chart and you can forge your own way and how you forge your life and live your life perfect because it's not defined by anything but your soul, by your authentic expression of your soul, your authentic understanding of your soul and your life. And try that on for a little bit, and then get back to us and let us know what comes up for you. Okay? Cool deal. Okay, cool, baby. Thank you. Talk right. to you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, and I know just those of you that are listening, and Daniel will know more about this, because astrology, I mean, I'm still learning. I've done this for 30 years, and I'm not, I wouldn't say, a master astrologer. Um, <laughs> because you have, there's, all, there's so many areas, and people, uh, you know, specialize. Um, so I don't know. Maybe when Daniel comes on, he can speak to this, and, and David, if you're still listening. Um, I know there's a way to reconstruct time in the chart. Um, you know, and it it, it just it just depends. You know, there's by by events, there's ways to do that. Uh, horary astrology, reconstruction, uh, second progression. Um, there's there's ways to to do that, um, and very specific. It takes a long time, but anyway, you can't over identify. You know, um, and thank you, David. That was such a great question because I think people get tripped up in that. I and I think once you know yourself, like. Even like in YouTube readings, oh, sun, moon, rising, I'll look at, you know, my Vedic. But I know myself, I know my life, I'll blend it. And even when I've gone to different astrologers to get a reading, not all of them have the same take. 
And if there's something that I need to look at, I'll listen and take it in. If there's something that's way off base or their projection, again, that's because you have to know yourself. Um, by the way, on my website, soulplayground.life, you can copy and paste projection perception. Great tool for navigating um, in life in these kinds of situations. All righty, we've got another caller here. Hello, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Hello. my name's Julie. And Hi, Julie. I was calling. Hey, um, I was just wondering if my guides had a message for me today. Okay, well, how about a question? Okay, let's see. Daniel's in the. Let's see, any messages for Julia? Well, what do you want to ask them? Um, Julia, are you there? Yeah, be yeah, invested in your life and your reading. Yeah, be invested. Because when you ask the question, um, is there any action I should take? Okay. Or not take. <laughs> True. <laughs> I know. It's a not take. Because I see you... Um, Almost like you're entered like on the on the, the head of a pen, like leaning. Should I do it right now? Go or not? You're at, you're being cautioned to wait. Now I do get something either in relationship or work or somebody close to you or contracts. Does that make sense? Um, possibly. Okay. So what is the action? I'm not getting. I'm getting you're supported right now. Um, okay. But I'm not getting I'm not getting like there's something you need to do right now. I feel I'm okay. hearing have a think on it. Have a think on it. Let it go. Take a walk, okay. do something else. You'll know more next week. Maybe Sunday at the earliest, Sunday, Monday. You're gonna know more next So whatever it is, let it go. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, that's us. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. there you go. Thanks. All right. You're welcome, Julia. Okay, great. Daniel's in the chat early. Well, let's bring him on. And he's also, that's not reconstruction. Rectify, that's right. Um, you can rectify to the correct time. A general reading can be done without the birth time. Okay. All right. So, um, well, let's bring on, because he's in the chat and we got so much to chat about, um, let's bring on evolutionary astrologer Daniel Fiberson. Daniel, let's get you. Oh, hello, Michelle. Hey, Daniel. Great to connect with you. Oh, it's always great to be here. Yeah. So we've got lots to talk about. Okay. First of all, because I do see him still on the line, um, and I don't know if we're going to be taking calls while we're talking. Most likely we usually don't. So uh, everybody in the chat saying hi. Uh, so if you didn't get your reading, oh, sorry, sorry, 401, call back. Uh, next week. Um, okay, so Daniel, so much to talk about. First of all, though, for what would you suggest? Because you did hear David's question about the chart interpretation. Um, I know there's a rectifying and through progressions. If you would mind explaining a little bit about that for him and perhaps sure, other oh, listeners sure, that have sure. had the similar issue. Sure. You know, unless, you know, it sounds like he might have been born right on the cusp. If he doesn't know if he's a Cancer or Leo, that's that, that that's a biggie. That's hard to resolve except by, you know, kind of talking to him and answering some questions. But but in general, 
Um, the, a, a chart can be erected for what's called a zero Aries chart. In other words, instead of having the ascendant at the, at the place where the sun was rising that day, you set the chart so that it's just zero Aries. And what that does is put all of the planets in their natural houses. So you don't, you don't have to worry, well, was the sun in my 10th house or was the sun in my 12th house? The sun is going to be, according to the natural zodiac and the house where it belongs. And you can do a very general reading from it. It, it doesn't give you quite as much detail. But but it can it can yield a lot of, of good information and certainly uh, better than I think he's been getting. Um, and and I also have to you know the, the things that that astrologer said to him I, I was kind of appalled a little bit honestly. Yeah, and you just don't say that to somebody. You know, it's hello they 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 you know they contact you to get some help and you just like you know go off on them. I mean it's crazy. I don't know. So. At, at any rate, I, I, um, I, David, I, I apologize for all the astrology that you've had that was bad, um, and, and yeah. uh, you know, ju- just you know, forgive it for you know, just just human error. Yeah. Now, what about is that the rectification, the rectifying, and also I know there's progression, or that people can take by, which I guess this could be a little hit or miss, by um, events. By yeah, like, yes, oh, definitely. that must have been a Saturn yeah. return and this and that. I don't know. What do you think of that? that yeah, that is. It's very time-consuming. It takes a lot of research. There's another way that I've learned from Jeffrey Wolf Green to do it, and that's by base, basically asking uh, some questions uh, uh, to determine the placement of Pluto in the chart. Uh, by by oh. understanding, you know, some of the core you know, dynamics, some of the basic underpinnings of the chart and from their life experiences, uh, Pluto can be placed, you know, where it, where it belongs in the chart by house. And again, that gives you within 30 degrees an ascendant that's, you know, got a very good probability of being correct. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you, then you can go from there. It really depends on how much time um, you know, the, the client wants to spend and, you know, and obviously time converts to money when you sit with somebody to do a rectification, um, how much time yeah. you want to spend, you know, to, to figure it all out. But, but the, 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 the Pluto placement is, is a very good start and it's got a lot of, you know, basic accuracy and, and, and it can nail it sometimes. Um, you, uh, I've used it once or twice. Most people know what time they were born. Um, and uh, even if we can get it within an hour or two, then we can look at, you know, a, a significant a life event, you know, uh, perhaps death of a parent or a marriage or a divorce or, you know, you know it's just things that happen to you that, that really are elemental um, and, and place that in a time frame, you can, you can, uh, you can determine it. But it, it, it's, a tedious, it's a tedious process. There's no question. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you also said even there could be a general, like you said, a good reading, a general reading can be done without a birth time. Absolutely. I, you know, most of the, of the uh, horoscope work that I do and when I do transits for, the, you know, for everybody, I work with a zero Aries chart because what, what's the point of telling some, somebody something that was accurate for Washington, D.C. when they live in Los Angeles? So, mm-hmm. you, again, if, uh, 
if if you look at you know the 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 forecasts that I do, they're almost always zero Aries because that way I'm I'm getting the pure archetype that's operative everywhere. It's not not geographically specific, um, and and mm-hmm. we can do the same thing for for a natal chart as well. Okay, and how about um, one thing? I heard something the other day about the um, sometimes the the ascendant being more, I don't know if this is right, more important than the sun. Um, I hate I hate rules of thumb, you know, because yeah, because okay. it works for one chart and, and it doesn't work for the next one. You know, the the, yeah. the ascendant is good because um, it is useful because it's body type. It's what somebody looks like. And and mm-hmm. it also is how you meet the world. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you have if you know somebody fairly well and you know their mannerisms, you know what they're like, in, in, in essence, it, you can, you know, basically figure out what their ascendant is just from, you know, the way they come across. Um, so yeah. that also was a way to do it. But, it, you know, it, again, it, it, you have to put that, you know, put that in the chart and then see where everything else falls out. And again, you know, do, kind of do an observation and correlation thing. To me, uh, astrology is all observation and correlation, Michelle. It, it's, it's not, okay. there's no cookbook, there's no cookbook interpretation, you know, that one size fits yeah. all. Everyone, I every agree, one of us I is agree. unique. Everyone's, right? right? Yeah. Every one of us is unique. Yeah, and it really, yeah, and how it's going to manifest, because somebody could have a very similar chart, and it, it manifests very differently. There's some, always some exactly. kind of nuance there, um, and that makes sense to me, too, exactly. also, about, cause exactly. some, yeah, for some people, their sun sign isn't as accurate, especially if they're cuspy, and it could manifest more through the previous, you know, the other sign or, and, or the ascendant. Um, I think you just have to get to know the person and see how it plays out. Um, right. I've, I love I've that too. People who, who, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. I've seen, I've seen people who have like, a, you know, like a huge stellium, a huge, you know, lineup of planets in um, Aries, but they're totally Libra. Or just the opposite. They have all this Libra in this chart, but they're totally about themselves. And and it's what you say. It's it, 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 we're, it, they're polarities, and it, it depends on which which side of the polarity the energy is is uh, is heaviest on. Yeah, and I find too house placement. I love. I am a happy house placer. I love house placement. To me, that colors everything. That. Yes. Uh, with some people, not everyone, but certain people. Um, you just, I've just found a friend, a dear friend of mine who's got a stellium in Aquarius, but it's in Cancer. And she, I always wondered, God, there's certain things that are just like so not Aquarius. <laughs> I mean, just and the mothering and the nurturing and the, wanting them to be at home. And, and then one day I looked at her chart and I said, oh, my God. That's it. And the cooking and the, you know, wanting to bring home and nurture everything and everybody, you know. Right, I'm like, right. like Mama Leone, with, with, you know, in the, <laughs> in the fourth house. <laughs> yeah, like, right, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Daniel, you know, there's, everybody's there's, buzzing. There's, I say, there's, there's, you know, there's two, two historical schools of thought. You know, they're, the, the, 
the traditional astrologers, the, the Hellenists, you know, the Vedics, um, are, are not, uh, don't believe in, in the 12-letter alphabet. Uh, modern astrology looks at that 12-letter alphabet, that the houses, the signs, and the planets are all basically the same archetype. It's just that it, there's just a nuance in the way that it's going to work out. So somebody who's mm-hmm. got a heavy placement of planets in that fourth house, they, they don't have to have a single planet in Cancer. They're going to still have that Cancerian need for security and, and, and safety and family and what, what's familiar uh, that somebody who has their son, you may be born with a new moon in Cancer would have. So. Um, it, yeah. It, it 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 you know it, it we we can't all, we can't all be born with you know with everything so so neatly you know um, tied up. It, it's uh, there there's so many nuances to it. Yeah, I like that. I think that this helps people a lot because I think sometimes it can be seen as very cut and dry or black and white, and. Sometimes things just play out differently, you know, even, like I said, with people with the same placements, sometimes you're like, how is that playing out that way? And it's playing out this way in me, you know, it's different. Um, well, well, that's, that's, no, been, that's the third, that's the, that's the third angle in the chart. You know, there, there's, there's two angles. There's the horizon, there's the ICNC, and then there's a perpendicular angle that comes in, like, from above, right through the center of the chart. And that's the consciousness that's brought to the chart. That's why Pisces in one, oh. in one person can be, it can be drug addiction, and in the next one it makes them a visionary ah. or a prophet. Okay? Ah. So, wait, does that come through the MC, or is that just – what do you – how do you look at that in the chart? That's interesting. It, 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 it the comes in at the it. moment of birth. It comes in in the moment okay. of birth. It's in the soul that that chart is for. Mm-hmm. See, it's it's invisible, it's intangible, but it's 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 the key to the chart. So that would be why. So something someone could be expressing more the higher harmonic, the middle, or the lower are octaves. So it well, that would depend right, on the right. consciousness. Even if okay, oh, that makes sense. Two 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 babies yeah. born side by side. In, in the hospital, minutes apart, have totally different life paths. Mm-hmm. Think of, think about it. Yeah, there, there may there may there may be some similarities, but it's the consciousness that's brought to the chart. That chart the chart could be for a person, it could be for a pet, it could be the start of a business, it could be a wedding. You know, it depends. What is that? What is brought to that chart? And when it's a person, it's it's about the consciousness. And and you know, there's no judgment. Um, it just indicates right. that that individual has been working on those issues for a long time, and and some of them they figured out. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, Lynn is putting in the chat. I never understood that. Yeah, I never thought about the consciousness, but I I, I mean, in this context, but it makes so much sense. You know. That uh, can't get away from consciousness. It's going to be in there no matter what. <laughs> the, the good news is, uh, is that everything that's happening is raising everybody's consciousness. So things, things in yeah. the long run are going to get better. Yes. It always, yeah, it always does. So, um, Daniel, you sent, um, which is pretty amazing, we're going to be diving into um, some quite – Poignant. Um, I don't know how big, but definitely seem to be critical um, astrological transits or events that are happening. Um, 
in our world and also particularly in the United States. I know one of them is a Saturn Uranus, um, the square. It's going to be square. I think it is. Is it already squaring? Um, well, yeah, Saturn yeah, it, and Uranus. You know, it's, I, 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 it, when when Sadie asked me what day I'd like to come on, I, it wasn't by accident that I chose today, be, because the Saturn you're on a square is today, and tomorrow oh, in today. the in the in the chart for the United States that I that I use tomorrow is is the um, U.S. Pluto return, which which is huge. Uh, it, it's oh. it, uh, it, it's it's the, it probably. The, the biggest thing that's that's happening, you know, as an as an undertone of of our time, um, we're we're we're, mo- yeah. we're moving through we're moving through one of the most amazing times in history. Uh, it, it's uh, it, it's almost unfathomable. Unfathomable. Yeah. Now let's. I was looking at Pluto. I think it is in the is it it's in the chart. I think it's in the fourth house, right? Um, in, the, in, the, I, 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 in that in the chart that I use, Pluto is in the fourth house. Yes, um, in yeah. other, did I use I use a chart that that's cast for one year earlier than most of the uh, most of the charts that most astrologers have been using uh, historically, and um, I, I, I don't I don't want to take a lot of time. Why um, it it it, it comes it comes with you know from a very good source. And it's it's actually okay. the chart for the day that the Revolutionary War started. You know, when when colonies declare war on their mother country, they cease to be colonies. Um, it, right. it was it was on July sixth, seventeen seventy five. Um, a year later, uh, having survived a year of warfare with the, the, the most powerful military force on the planet, the, the our founding fathers finally had the confidence to say we're a free and independent state. And it, but in essence, mm-hmm. it was the country's first birthday. July, the Fourth of July. Right. Um, like like everything else, in, like a lot, like a like a lot of other things in American history, it, it's uh, the the truth is is lost in 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 the fog. Um, yeah. So. Well, it made me think. I mean, foundationally, but also this law of return. You know, partly with also the the um, the Neptune opposition. There seems to be a lot of karma or law of return something's returning or replaying something you know at a at perhaps at a different octave so i wanted yes. to get your take yeah your take on that um as well as what what you're what you're seeing is the process uh, most likely that we're going you know obviously how it totally manifests will be you know nuanced but with these aspects, I mean, these are very uh, transmuting, transforming, critical, uh, or, you know, transits would put us in a critical juncture, really. Right, right. Well, they, 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 they're slow-moving planets, so their effects play out over many, many years. Uh, just to put, to put it in, in mm. context the Pluto return hasn't happened since the American revolution. Okay. So, so nobody is on the planet at the moment who knows what it really looked like. But as I sat and I watched um, the second impeachment trial yesterday and everything that we've witnessed over the past couple of years, I mean, it's pretty clear to me that this is what it looks like. Um, We we are going through a major, a major shift in, in the, the distribution of power in the United States. And it, it, Pluto is about power. Pluto is how, how we share power, yeah. how our power is taken away from us, how we give our power away. 
um, it, it's 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 empowerment, and and with, with Pluto and Capricorn, um, it's about the structure of power, and that's what's changing. Uh, the structure of power in the country is changing, and um, it, you know obviously it's difficult because uh, you know it's it's been in, it's been embedded for uh, 250 years. The, the Neptune opposition is is just as um, significant because the, the this opposition has not occurred since the years before the Civil War. So in essence, we are reliving the American Revolution and the Civil War right now in the times we're passing through. And yeah. Does that make sense? Does that sound like it makes oh, sense? Yeah, it does definitely. It, it it looks like it, and it sounds. And that's one of the things when I was um, looking at the chart that you sent, I was like, wow, we're really replaying all of this out. But again, a different octave and perhaps different choices because it's a different it's a different time. There are some different awarenesses. What, what do you perceive with that of some of well, the differences you know, it's like of an, how it's, it's playing out? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like in our own lives. We we have core underlying issues that we were born with, lessons that our soul intended us to learn. And the country is the same way. The country was born um, very idealistically, but um, the the country also, you know, had a kind of a rough um, rough beginning, a rough history, because mm-hmm. you know the, the the three major thought streams that you know came came you know over in the, in the, in the 16th century were, were Puritanism where, you know, women were degraded and burned as witches and the conquistadors with the, with, you know, who came and, and used modern weapons. They used, you know, uh, uh, rifles and horses against, against bows and arrows, you know, um, but basically wiped out most of the indigenous tribes, you know, through European diseases. And then we we had the Freemasons, the Gnostics, and and those were you know the, what, what we perceived to be the higher uh, the higher octave, if you would, of of American thinking, the idealism, the, the sense of equality, and the belief that everybody can you know have an intuitive sense of that which is greater than than themselves. But um, we 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 we've, we've moved through basically slavery has been the issue since day one. You know, slavery mm-hmm. came over on the on the Mayflower. It was it was the it was the most contentious argument uh, when the Constitution was drafted, and it's taken you know uh, 200 years you know since then you know to begin to sort it all out. Uh, you know most of the founding fathers had slaves. Um, in in yeah. 1776, there were 500,000 slaves in America. Yeah, it was 20 percent of the but population were people whole- who were owned by somebody else. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but that's been since ancient time. I mean, Babylonia, Egyptian times, Roman right, times. There's right. always been, right, this power over power under. There's always been indentured servants or slaves um, and classes that were right. born or passed into slavery since, um, you know, again, ancient Egypt. I mean. Um, right, right. But we fought There's the civil all, yeah. war. To, we fought the civil war basically to end slavery. Was, if, if you read the history books and you read, you know, what Lincoln said, it was to preserve the union, and the union was consolidated. Before the civil war, we, we would have said the, the United States are because it was all about states' rights and individual states. After the civil war, we began to say the United States is. But slavery didn't end. Okay, it ended very briefly. 
But what really happened is it just became segregation. And here we are, 150 years later, still dealing with the same issues, okay, the same, the same morality, yeah. the, same, the, the same white supremacy that's, that was, was the, at the, the root of the Civil War. And, and we yeah. can't go forward. We, we, we cannot go out and, and achieve that, that utopian, idealistic future that our country was, was supposedly directed towards until we heal the past. And that's why we're going through what we're going through. Yeah. So what about, okay, so that is the human. That is the human, uh, you know, this whole idea. Do you, by what you see, can, obviously there, we have a history of it, um, as is Europe, as all, as, as the whole world does. I mean, there, you know. China, though, was slaves. Do you think that, that that power over, under power, you know, you talk about, especially in the United States with the Pluto return, is that something I'm wondering that even within the states, but even, let's say, within the consciousness of humankind, can that be lessened, alleviated, and or eradicated, that idea of indenturing people? Yes, I believe that that's the direction we're moving, but it's always, you know, two steps forward and one step back, right? Uh, yeah. We, it, 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 we, evolution is a fact. It's not a theory. Um, we, we are moving forward whether we want to go or not. Sometimes we go kicking and screaming, and sometimes we go proactively, but we go either way. Right. But that's, that's what Pluto does. Pluto, Pluto takes us up to the wall that represents the challenges that we have resisted. And Pluto says, you're, you're going over that wall. Do you want to go head first? Do you want to go feet first? But you're going either way. And, and right now we're going head first with most of these issues. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 but it, what, what it does is it teaches us, and, and really what COVID has done um, is teaching us what's essential. It's Uranus and Taurus, you know, and it'll be there for another mm-hmm. couple of years. Uranus, Taurus are what, what's our essential resources. It's our survival. It's our relationship to ourself. And with Uranus there, which is the individuation process, which makes us uh, become who we want to become, we are, we are being compelled to become who we need to be, not necessarily who we think we want to be or who our parents told us or who our friends or consensus dictated what we should be. We, it's, it's all getting scrubbed. Um, it, 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 this, this is the process we're going through. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it, we're definitely moving forward, but it's by degrees. Uh, you know, it's very slow. Right. Yeah, it is slow. Um, when we look at this, so there is this kind of evolution revolution that is um, taking place to individually and co- and collectively, and you know, within the societies, um, it seems that there is. And is that, in a sense? Is this this freeing up, like you say, looking at what's essential, freeing up, and perhaps focusing more on the rights of certain people or rights of individuals? Yes, that's exactly right. You nailed it. Now, the Constitution was written to protect property. Okay, there's nothing in the Constitution that says anything about, about protecting human rights. It, it, it's taken all the amendments, the Bill of Rights, and all the amendments since 
to begin to build a, 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 a you know, a, a stat, a, 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 the statutes, the, the, the legislation, the laws, a body of law that, that says that the, that the individual is important. Not, it's not about property. Um, and we're still struggling with that. You know, women, people of color, people who are disadvantaged are still fighting to have the same equality as, as, as white male, you know, men. Yeah. It, it, and, you know, this hasn't changed. This is what is what's really on, on the, you know, on, right in front of us. Um, but yeah. we're working towards it. It's only in the last hundred years, Michelle, that there has been any kind of legislation or movement about equality for people. And that's out of a and like you said, that's out of six thousand years. Yeah, that's so interesting. Well, you know, I watched something, and I don't remember what it was called. Something ancient, something Britain. I don't know. Um, I think it was on. It was in my prime, but I have. I'm a big. I'm big into European shows. <laughs> in British and any subtitles, so I don't know. It might have been in one of the other, you know, little sub. Uh, what, do you, what is it, what apps or whatever. But it was very interesting, Daniel, because the, the shows, they went from the uh, Paleolithic to the Mesolithic, Neolithic times, all the way into here, and even how the slavery came to being from the Scots and, you know, they'd settled in the hills and what you were talking about, the fight, you know, the four, founding forefathers, the fight and all, all that. So chronologically. Um, but what was stated, they really, when we were hunters, we were nomadic, which I do. I want to get your take on this because I've been, as a channel, I've been seeing people being more nomadic, continuing to work more remotely, also staying with people for multiple, you know, maybe a week, two weeks, a month, three months, people moving around, but then staying, uh, almost how we used to do with little villages, you know, so-and-so was pregnant, so, oh, the family went up there to take care of so-and-so that's pregnant, you know, whatever. Um, but it wasn't until we started farming, and maybe this t- this definitely ties into what you were saying, which I didn't know about the rights, that that's when a lot of the wars started happening, um, or infighting, was because of property, because you had to have property Terri- on the Territorialism. Land. Yeah. 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 Yes. My theory of history, of a long, long you know, uh, chain of history, is, is, is a little different. Because I, I, I go back 26,000 years, and it, it follows uh, the Hindu concept of the yugas, uh, which, which was spelled oh, out yes. by uh, Sri, Sri Yukteswar, who was the, the teacher of uh, Paramahansa Yogananda. And it also parallels an astrological phenomenon called the precession of the equinoxes, where the, the uh, North Pole actually has been moving backwards gradually over many, many years. And the whole concept um, really is kind of mind-blowing, Michelle, because what it, what it implies is that at one time there was a golden age on the planet. And that many, you know, think about this, you know, 5,000 years from now, what will remain of our civilization? Nothing that's made of plastic or paper, maybe plastic would be, yeah, that would be fitting. But nothing made of paper mm-hmm. or steel or even concrete, it's all going to be gone. The things that we mm. see of, of the, the ancient parts of the planet are all made of stone. That's the only thing that survived. And those things that, we, that, we, that have survived, we don't even understand what they are. Okay? Right. So 
it, it, but we're on a, a very long cycle. It's the long count of the Mayans where we were actually, um, if, if it was an astrological uh, circle, we're at what, what it would be called the disseminating point in the cycle. It's like uh, just, past, just past the halfway point of coming around the bend and starting to progress upwards again, back to that time that, that we have left behind. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. said that back in those days, um, people were telepathic. Um, and yes. writing was o- yeah. only writing only came into being because they they were losing their 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 clear skills. They were losing mm-hmm. those 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 skills that they had of uh, that that we that we're only you know beginning to understand again. Um, so it's interesting because metaphysically I'll, we talk about it as that falls into matter, and now the ascension is going back vibrationally up, and you know getting those. Um, abilities again um, of telepathy right. that those will be more you know commonplace. Um, right, a lot of people things. have They're it, healing. but they're told they're told it's not real, and they don't believe that they that they do. Yeah, that's the problem. It's it's yeah. part of our belief system. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, and and if there's not enough with the belief and you know resonant frequency to hold that in place it atrophies or goes underground or only certain people have that you know gift it's definitely not in the main so with the aspects that you're seeing especially with this you know uranus and taurus also um and again it's squaring saturn so that's very interesting um it sounds like there would be again it's going to take some time like you say but there would be some looking at this what we're talking and freeing up um, yes, the old constraints, the, the, the old beliefs, the old ideas. This 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 Saturn Uranus cycle began in in, in the late eight, uh, excuse me late nineteen eighties, and the image that I want to put out there for everybody that really represents what this cycle is about, and if you remember, was the single individual standing in Tiananmen Square in front of the the uh, the, the tanks. You remember that picture in the news? Oh, yeah. One person yes, stood up to yes. the Chinese. That was the beginning yes. of the Saturn Uranus cycle. That's the perfect example of the single individual against the massive authority. That's Saturn and Uranus. Okay? Oh, my God. Uh, all right. At, at, We're there. In, 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 in 1999 and 2000, we had what the first quarter square. We're at the last quarter square now. There, you know, there's two squares in an opposition in the cycle. At the first quarter square, um, we had the dot com bubble, and email and Facebook came out. Okay, uh, where where there was this whole world community that was be, that that emerged. Cyberspace it was this whole virtual community that 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 materialized out of out of literally out of thin air. Uh, it was it was a digital creation. And it's now, um, it's reality. It's, it's, we no longer consider it to be, you know, uh, just, you know, cyberspace. We, it's, it's part of our world. We, we, we spend our time here, you know, in, in, in these chats yeah. and, and in our email and on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. It, 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 it has replaced our outer world, you know, or equaled it in many, many ways. Okay. But at the same time, we also had 9-11 in those same years. Okay, mm-hmm. which 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 again was you know the, this this huge cataclysm um, that is still unexplainable uh, you know in a lot of ways. Um, so you know we're 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 we're, move, we're moving we're it, we're looking at cycles. It, you know astrology is is when we look at a chart, 
we're looking at a single frame of a movie. And in order to understand that single frame, you have to know the whole, you have to understand what came before. Um, and then you can begin to imagine what's going to come afterwards. But that's just that we can only image it because the, the right. future exists. The future is right here in the present. What's going to happen tomorrow is going to be determined by the choices we make today. Um, it's nothing set in stone. It's it's like the, the future is it's like a roundhouse, you know, where, where the trains, if anybody is old enough to remember what trains were, you know, riding trains, the train would come into the station and go into what's called the roundhouse. And the track could rotate in different directions depending on which direction it wanted to go and take the train to the left, to the east, to the right, to the west, go straight to the north, et cetera. That's what our future is. It's it's that probable space where we can go in multiple directions, but we're going to go in the direction that we choose. And we choose in this moment, in the present. It all happens in the present. Yeah, so we do have, um, and I'm wondering if that Uranus also in Taurus, that square will begin to show us how much individual power empowerment we have. And then, of course, it aggregates as a collective. But that idea of freeing up or, or and structure or stricture or constriction or limitation, you know, what is healthy limitation and also mitigating that we can mitigate through consciousness, how extreme or the roundhouse, the way, you know, where, which direction we go. Right. 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 I don't know. Exactly. We have no, a part that, in that. That's exactly right. But each, each of us, you know, it, we, I, one of the things I think that we're, that we're learning collectively, Michelle, is that we're all in this together. Um, the Native Americans, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie, Jamie Sams, um, a, a well-known American, Native oh, American writer. I know Jamie. <laughs> yeah, I know yes. her. Yes. Way back she's when. wonderful. Yes, she's, yes, she's amazing. Yes, she, she, talks, yes, she, she, she describes it as the dream weave. We, we're, all, we're all collectively dreaming this, and we're all part of the dream weave. And, and it, 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 it's how we inter, interact with it that really determines what happens to us individually and how the collective also moves forward. Um, it, it, yeah. it, it, it's, it, it's so much bigger than us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like what you just said, how we interact with it. See, I think that is so, so important. That and, and there are quite a few people that are awakening to this. Um, somehow, I don't know if you see in the astrology if, if more people will or get more into the masses, but how we interact, like what you were saying, in the present, everything's happening in the present moment. So, how we interact with what's coming up is what's creating that train movement or that tra- trajectory. Um, and mitigating, perhaps even making yes. things yes. less experienced. Yes. I don't know what your thought is on that. No, no you're absolutely right. We're, we're, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a collective dream. We're all, we're all dreaming this together. Mm. Okay. Um, right. But, but you know, it's, it's the, the part that makes it difficult is we have to recognize that we, we live in a world of polarity, just like there are astrological yes. polarities. We, we also live in a world of good and evil. And, and I know that a lot of people don't want to believe in evil or, or don't believe in evil. And, you know, and, 
you know, I, I was there for many years too. I, you know, I didn't want to believe it, but I've, I've come to the realization that there, it, there just is this negative, there is this negative energy that, you know, exists. And, um, you know, we, I, I, I hate to say, it, but I think we saw it in the white house for four years. So I, I, we, we, we did we did a talk here. Um, it wasn't our local talk this year because we couldn't do it. But a group of a group of Santa Fe astrologers got together and we did a Zoom and we called it the gates of hell are open because because mm-hmm. that's that's kind of how we, we're cate- we categorize what's been going on in the world that that it, it's just leaking this this negativity you know that that is. Um, disrupting, you know, our, our welfare and di- disrupting our security. I don't want to dwell on it, but it's, you know, we have to be aware of it. We, 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 we can't yeah. ignore it. Well, it has to heal. There, there's definitely, um, yeah, there, there's definitely this um, distorted uh, energy that causes this acting out, if you will, in some mild to very heinous ways that until the, until that wounding is healed uh, sufficiently, right. we're going to be. Um, now, what about that? The healing aspect. You know, I know we've got Neptune. You know, with the opposition, Neptune um, in Pisces. Now, I might have misread. I don't know. It, it seems like there's also. Uh, is there an, in the, the United States chart? Is there a Neptune Mars conjunction? In, in the chart that I use, there is, yes, in Virgo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what is that? I mean, that, I saw that. I went, oh, okay. Because, yeah. Well, it's, That's it's gonna right be on the, it's, 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 it's rising. It, the, Mars and Neptune are in the 12th house, and they're conjunct Saturn and um, Libra in the first house. Um, and they, they, they span, they straddle the ascendant. And, you know, as remember I said, the ascendant is how we meet the world. So, you know, that Mars, Neptune, let's talk about Neptune for a minute. You know, Neptune is is, um, what we, what each of us considers to be sacred. But again, you know, that's that's a very wide spectrum. Okay. Yeah. Uh, But it's what we hold on to. It's why, you know, in the Civil War, the the South held on to slavery as sacred and, and the abolitionists held on to freedom as sacred, and, and, that, and, and there was a clash. And we, we just saw it in Congress. Con, you know, the, the GOP is holding on to what they believe to be sacred, and, and yeah. the, the DNC is holding on to what they consider to be sacred. And, and, but they're not the same sacredness. They're, they're two different sacreds. So th- this is, you know, kind of what we're up against. But at any rate, you know, that Mars-Neptune rising in the chart, especially with Saturn in the first house, you know, we, the, we, our history has been filled with um, clandestine activities and hidden agendas and, you know, not, not, not necessarily everything always on the up and up, you know, in government. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, Mars is the military. Mars is military action, it's army, it's, you know, fighting, it's war. And, and Saturn is the authorities. You know, the combination of Saturn and Mars in the ascendant is, is kind of the, you know, the, the United States meets the world as thinks, we, we think we're the, we're the world's police force. Uh, yeah. We, we, we feel, seem to feel that we need to be the one to, you know, step in and fix everything. Um, so, 
Uh, yeah, it, and that's definitely it, shown in the chart. That's I, I, and with that net, now that could be. I mean, that Neptune conjunct Mars that can also be very, you know, delusional in the in the fight. You know, and um, yes, it's it's bringing those what you consider to be holy and sacred to the to battle, to fight to be mm-hmm. willing to fight for it, and 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 you know. Uh, you know, Mars and Neptune can be very uplifting. It's like a Mars and like having Mars and Pisces. It can be somebody who's who who is dedicated to a spiritual path, and it doesn't mean that at times our country has not been dedicated to a spiritual path, especially with it in Virgo, because Virgo is is where the work actually get, actually gets done. Of the Virgo Pisces. Um, people, you know, discount Virgo, you know, tremendously. They think it's not creative, um, but it is. It's an earth sign. It, 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 it's very, very handy. You know, they build things. They can construct things. But more importantly, Virgo is where the work, it, it's where the work gets done. We, yes, P- P- Pisces takes us up on the mountain. We have the vision. We have the dream. You know, we, we get the inspiration, but we have to come back down here and carry wood, uh, carry water and chop wood. That's Virgo. And so, you know, it, it can be, you know, very, very productive. But, you know, again, it swings both ways. It depends on, you know, who's in the Senate, who's in the White House, who's, you know, it, 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 it fluctuates. There, there is this shift. There, it, it's, a, it's very fluid, especially Neptune is, you know, perfect word for Neptune is fluid. And we've, and we've yeah. seen oh, it yeah. through history. And, and, and we go through cycles where, um, you know, things will seem to slip backwards and th- things will seem to slip forward. The, the other thing to understand about Saturn and Uranus, uh, just to kind of jump around, is, uh, you know, before Uranus was discovered in, in, at the time of the American Revolution, Saturn was the ruler of Aquarius. And mm-hmm. Uranus or Aquarius is, is a dynamic for change, but there is a component to Uranus, excuse me, a component to Aquarius that wants things to change by going back to the way that they used to be. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the Saturn portion. Of yeah. It. Right. And that fixity, I mean, it can also be cult, you know, it can also, it can be very rigid in its mindset and its group affiliations. Um, yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. So I'm wondering, it, it sounds like we may be, before we get this kind of, middle range of something, you know, metaphysically harmony through conflict. It sounds like there's going to be more conflict, whether within individuals and definitely externally in our, you know, organizations and institutions and definitely by what you see in the chart governmentally. Sounds like there's going to be more of this push-pull of, and even what you're saying, people thinking of what's, what's sacred to them, you know, um, before right. there's some type of middle way, it sounds like we've got. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. You're, right. You're, you're you're absolutely right. You know, a healing crisis. You know, we have to we have to we have to have a fever, and then we and the fever then the fever has to break. We we that's that's mm-hmm. how the body heals. The the body heals. Symptoms are simply the, an attempt of the body to heal, and the symptoms that we are seeing politically and socially are the ills in the body politic or the, or the imbalances in the body politic that, that are begging, you know, demanding to be healed. Even COVID itself is, is feeding into that. And, um, but we, we will heal this. We're not going through this for nothing. It's, it's not just, a, you know, a, a pointless exercise, an exercise in futility. 
Um, there, there, we are moving ahead, even if it seems, you know, like we're taking steps backwards. We are actually, we are actually progressing because, like I said, evolution is a fact. It's not a theory. We're always moving forward, even when we seem to be moving back. You know, they, they, I, I'm not. It was never an advocate of, of Adolf Hitler, certainly. Um, but, but it, what Ad, Adolf Hitler did to, the, to did to the Jewish population of Europe in World War II created the state of Israel. Uh, and again, there's you know no judgment you know either way whether that was good or bad. There are a lot of Arabs who probably are very unhappy about that. But the point is, is that sometimes these these very difficult toxic events lead to something very very good because, like I said, it, it there's, it, it's it's something coming out that had to be healed. And once we pass, move through it and deal with it, and it passes, then we, we come out on the other side. And we will. We will come out on the other side. But we're, we're not there yet. It, it, we, we have to, you know, what, what, I, what I'm concerned with right now, Michelle, is, you know, this idea of the, the herd mentality. Neptune, one of the things yeah. that Neptune um, correlates to is, is collective delusion. And QAnon is yeah. not the only example of it, Okay. Um, the, the belief yeah. that everybody's going to get vaccinated and everything's going to be better scares me because I'm afraid, you know, the numbers are going way down and there's the, there's low, they haven't been this low since last October. But it's not because people are getting vaccinated. It's because everybody is wearing masks and social distancing and not having parties and doing what they're supposed following the CDC guidelines. If everybody gets mm-hmm. vaccinated and thinks that they, they can just go do whatever the hell they want to do again, it's all going to break out again like crazy. So mm-hmm. it's, and, and, and the vaccines haven't even been proven to not, you know, to, to cause to, that you can't get reinfected. Uh, it, it's, we're, we're, we're in a very liminal space and um, we, we just need to observe, you know, be observers and really watch what's happening um, and, and, and in order to, you know, determine what our actions should be. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. The, Meditation is key and trusting your intuition. No, you know, you really have to trust your intuition or your gut to know, oh, is this right for me? Should I do this? Or this, you know, this is the place to be or not to be? Right, right. Like you said, like you said in your, in your, in your talk, our, bo- our body will tell us. We, we have an inner guidance system. And, and mm-hmm. we will know what's right or wrong if we, if we tune in, if we listen. And a lot of us get the messages, but, but, we don't, but we don't do it. Yeah. Right. Well, I think now, too, with all this pattern interrupt, that a lot of people, I know there's groups that are not doing this, but there are more and more people that are pausing or fo- fo- forced to pause to check in with themselves on, you know, like you said, the body, right. wisdom, right. Um, now, Daniel, one thing with this, I'm very intrigued by this, this Neptune conjunct Mars and then it's opposing, um, you know, Saturn. Um, what do you think that, what's the learning lesson, what's the process and the learning lesson there? Um, the conjunction to Saturn, which, which you, I'm not sure which opposition you mean. I, I'm but, Isn't there but, a Neptune but, opposition? I thought I saw in the chart. Are you? There's, there's a Neptune to Neptune opposition. Yes, it's a ne- the Neptune. Oh, opposition. Neptune to Neptune opposition. Okay. Yes. In yes, the United Neptune. States. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. But it, 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 it is the understanding that um, we, we are what we believe. We, you know, in the, in the 60s, you know, the meme went around, we are what we eat. Well, I think the meme for the 2020s is we are what we believe. And we, we become mm. what we believe. And, and, and right now, everybody is becoming, yes. is individuating Uranus, you know, according to their personal beliefs. And that's okay. I mean, that's how we move forward. It's very Jungian. Uh, that, that's how we grow. But we have to I recognize like yeah. that, that our beliefs are most often just really subjective opinions. And that other people have also their subjective opinion as well. So we have to find a balance. We have to find a way, a, you know, a, a compassionate, Neptune, compassionate, understanding, forgiving um, perspective that, you know, short of, you know, a mob, you know, ransacking the capital, that we have to allow people what it is they believe and let that play out in their own lives, you know, and the karma it will entail for them. We, we, we can't mitigate somebody else's karma. Uh, you know, it, right. what, 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 we, what, what we do is, is going to come back to us one way or another. So, you know, we have to recognize that that's happening to other people as well and not try to impose our beliefs on them because that only creates more conflict. Um, it, it's, it's very difficult. I, I, I think circumstances are going to work out um, as this all develops that, again, we're going to have this choiceless reality um, where, just like COVID, where we, we cannot, um, you know, step outside the box, you know, step over the line. We, our boundaries, Neptune is, is about boundaries, and so is Saturn. Saturn has boundaries, Neptune has none. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, as we learn to establish different boundaries and recognize what our boundaries are, then um, we, we can begin to... Um, you know, realize what it is we need to do in order to, to go forward. And it's, and it's about, our, it's, it's about our, our values and our priorities, which are changing. We're beginning to recognize yeah. that the things that were important to us two years ago, you know, the past is a phantom. Uh, there, there, there was a really, really uh, great uh, uh, Arundhati Roy uh, quote um, that, that, I, that I shared yesterday on Facebook. And, 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 the, and the most important thing she said is, is nothing could be worse than a return to normalcy. We cannot go back. Yeah, exactly. The road's washed out behind us. We can only yeah, go forward, exactly. but, we, but, 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 we can't, oh. but we can't go forward until we, 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 we um, free ourselves from, from the shadows of the past that are still plaguing us. And, that, yeah. and that's where we Boy, are well right now. That's where we are. Boy, that's so, so true, bringing that Uranian light, lightning bolt to humanity and the earth plane. Oh, Daniel, thank you for spending time with us. And Okay, everybody in the chat, we can't wait, can't go back. We have Daniel on for part three. Okay, Tally. Okay. okay. <laughs> you got the, I love, you I got the invite from the crew. You, <laughs> so, talking to you is, is just amazing, Michelle. I just love it. Um, it, it's, 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 it's just, it's just, it's just a great experience. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Likewise. I was so excited. I didn't know when you were coming back. And then I saw, um, Sadie had sent me the email. I'm like, yay. I was so up for this. I'm like, and what you wanted to talk about. I'm like, oh my God, perfect timing. And of course, we did it right on the, the day of, um, uh, the square. It's, uh, beginning. So that's, uh, that's pretty timely too. <laughs> Um, there are no, right, there Daniel, are no accidents. 
That's right. That's right. Especially with an astrologer, right? You you pick the right time. Um, So people can connect with you at 4evolutionaryastrology.com, right? And that's the number 4evolutionaryastrology.com for readings or anything else that you're doing, right? Is that a good, the best place? Yes. But you're also on Facebook also. So that's another way they can connect with you also. You yeah. can find me on Facebook, um, and I and I I do forecasts once a month on the EA in the EA Zoom community, but they all end up in YouTube. Um, and if, oh, if you go oh, to my website, YouTube. okay. If, if yes, if you if you go if you go to my website, you can find all all the pointers and and links and everything to all the talks that I do. Okay, great. All right. Well, I look forward to if you have the time coming back for part three. Um, yeah, that'd be great. I will make the Thank time. I will make the time, Michelle. I will make the time. Oh, appreciate. Thank it. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye. Okay. All right, everyone. Yes, he'll come back. Thank you, everyone in the chat, everyone listening by phone, everyone that called in. And thank you, wonderful listeners also that will be listening later in the archives. You're with us in our hearts. So, again, that was Daniel Fiverson, um, evolutionary astrologer. You can contact him or find out more information about him and what he's doing, what he's offering at 4evolutionaryastrology.com. That's the number, 4evolutionaryastrology.com. And um, also I have a... um, Another teleworkshop that's going to be coming up, I believe it's the 27th of this month. Um, so if you are interested in doing um, a deep dive into some deeper healing work and uh, repatterning, uh, you can connect with me either on soulplayground.life or through eventbrite.com um, that are doing the Akashic Clearing and Emotional Healing. The Akashic Clearing and Emotional Healing. All right, everyone. Oh, come connect on, um, please connect with me on Instagram and my YouTube channel. Love for you to be a part of my YouTube community. Uh, Subscribe, get the notifications, um, and let's journey together. And if you want to do a deeper dive in a more close one-on-one connection, um, you can connect with the Patreon um, group also. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. So much love and light to all of you. Continue to shine your light, share your insights, and of course, keep awake. I'm getting Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?